Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. Hello, my friends. D.L. Anderson here. I'm excited to be kicking off today's podcast because today's podcast marks the beginning of week two of the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022. Now, last week, we gave you a blueprint of the quest. Now, this week, we're going to give you a detailed account of the set-apart spirit of Elohim, beginning with today's podcast. Now, the goal of this series is to analyze your greatest help in this quest. And since we have already stated the difficulty involved in this quest, I ask you to take special care in receiving all the truth we have to share with you this week. Let's get started. Now, here is a series objective. Complete a full examination of the set-apart spirit of Elohim by analyzing seven of his primary functions in our lives. These functions are helper, life source, guide, translator, revelator, connection, and regulator. Now, without further ado, here's our intro lesson title, A Word of Truth Accounting of the Set-Apart Spirit of Elohim, Day One. And we'll begin with the amazing, wonderful spirit. He stays with you and shall be in you. Now, here are the intro lesson objectives. One, discuss the preliminary phase of this quest. Two, introduce the set-apart spirit of Elohim. Three, analyze the Holy Spirit as our helper. And four, examine the spirit of anti-governance and spiritual blindness. Now, for those of you who have joined the quest in our virtual book club, this lesson references the pinnacle of holiness, volume two, chapter 10, the amazing, wonderful spirit. Let's discuss the preliminary phase of the quest. Now, also known as a preliminaries, this phase is a series of qualifying events in which we arm ourselves with the tools, the teaching, and training required for us to have a successful journey. And since progress is made during this phase, the spirit has led me to include it within the overarching quest. Now, as mentioned in the conclusion of the inaugural week, the preliminaries make up nearly 20% of this quest. And this should make it very clear to everyone how important this phase is, specifically because the proverbial 80-20 rule applies here. The final 80% of your quest for holiness would be impossible to master if you don't successfully complete the preliminaries. And even if you attempt to continue your quest without achieving this milestone, you will never succeed, for Elohim will not be with you, seeing as you have failed to follow his order. Now, 2 Timothy 2, 4-5 reads, No one serving as a soldier gets involved in the affairs of this life in order to please only him who enlisted him 
as a soldier. And if anyone strives for a prize, he is not crowned unless he strives according to the rules. Now, this speaks to one of the key aspects of the space. That is, we come to understand the rules of engagement as it pertains to this quest. And we come to understand what it means to strive lawfully. Now, trust me, a good majority of those who have come before us have failed this quest for one simple reason. They did not appreciate the importance of following the rules. Therefore, they disqualify themselves and many have died without salvation. My warning to all of you who have joined me on this quest is sure. Take care to learn all the rules and guidelines I will share with you in this series and meditate on them. Then when time comes and you move on from the preliminaries to your conquest of power, you will have eliminated one of the primary threats to your success. That is the temptation to deviate from the beaten path following a way that seems right to those who don't have a spiritual eye to see, but the end of this path is destruction. Now, our next section is entitled, The Amazing Wonderful Spirit. Now, there are many critical aspects involved in having a fruitful quest, and there are many entities which come into play. However, none are as vital as a set-apart spirit because of the multiple roles he plays. Now, before discussing some of these key roles, I want to make sure everyone understands First and foremost, how amazingly wonderful the spirit is. Likewise, I want all to appreciate how fortunate we are to be able to receive the spirit of our creator. Romans 5.10 reads, For if being enemies, we were restored to favor with Elohim through the death of his son, much more, having been restored to favor, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also exult in Elohim through our master, Yahushua Messiah, through whom we have now received the restoration to favor. For this reason, even as through one man sin did enter into the world, and death through sin, and thus death passed to all men because all sinned. Now, these verses speak to the great human dilemma. That is, we are all born with a spiritual death sentence. doesn't matter how fair we think it is, it's our reality. Ergo, there's no reason to argue or feel sorry for ourselves. But there is a reason to do something about it. Fortunately for us, Yahushua Messiah felt this way, and he did do something about it. Namely, he opened the door and established the way for men and women to be saved. And he gave us an example so we can take advantage of the salvation made available to us. Now, this speaks to one of the most prevalent lies in the church circuit. That is the error concerning the phrase, we shall be saved by his life. From this, many assume we are saved simply because of Messiah's success at mastering the Father's will and achieving perfection. Now, they further assume that his perfection 
frees them from the burden of mastering the Father's will and achieving perfection in their lives. Not only is this folly, it is neither equitable nor spiritually sound. For Messiah to sacrifice his life so rebels could inherit eternal life. Now, what is equitable and spiritually sound is this. The manner in which we are saved by the life of Messiah is by following his steps and living a similar life of perfection due to our parallel mastery of the Father's will. Thus, we conclude, we are saved by aligning ourselves to his example, not by adhering to false doctrines that seek to make the path into eternal life as easy as possible. Now, this is where the Spirit comes in, for he is the primary resource given to men by which we align ourselves to the example of Yahushua Messiah. Now, this, my friends, is how we reverse the curse and rid ourselves of the death sentence which was passed on to all men and women because of sin. It is by adhering to the Spirit as He progressively transforms us into the image and likeness of Yahushua Messiah. This is why the Spirit has been delegated as our helper. His role is to help us succeed the transformation process by giving us an unlimited array of spiritual faculties and abilities. As these faculties support every avenue of spiritual growth, we cannot take one step on this quest without the Spirit. Now let's discuss the Holy Spirit, my helper. Now John 14, 16 to 17 reads, and I shall ask the Father, and he shall give you another helper to stay with you forever, the spirit of the truth, whom the world is unable to receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him, for he stays with you and shall be in you. Now, there is a miraculous revelation in this passage, namely, the reason why those who are not on this quest do not have the spirit it's because they did not see the truth. We know this because John makes two key points. One, the world, i.e. those in the secular world, and the church circuit, because the church circuit is spiritually compromised. They can't receive the Spirit because they don't see him or know him. And two, the Spirit, like Yahushua Messiah, is the truth, which is why the Spirit bears his name. I'll see John 14, 26 and 1 John 5, 6. Now, if the world can't receive the Spirit because they cannot see him and the Spirit is the truth, then we conclude the world can't see the truth. This is why I labeled modern church circuit as the world. It's because they, too, cannot see the truth. Now, we've already discussed why the world can't see the truth. It's because they are willfully under the delusion of lawlessness. And as you learn during the feature week, lawlessness is one of the four primary models of sin. So here's a review of those primary models of sin. First is committing sin, and that is the illicit transgression 
of the Father's will. Two is sin omission. That is failing to guard the Father's commands due to willful ignorance. Three is iniquity. That is the pursuit of righteousness outside the Father's divine order. And four is lawlessness, operating outside the Father's will altogether. Now, as you can likely see, lawlessness is the foundation of sin. Vis-a-vis -vis all the other categories of sin evolve from a foundation of lawlessness and a destructive spirit of anti-governance. And we see it clearly in our day. For the spirit of Laodicea has strangled the conglomerate church. And the people do rule, and they do as they please. Let's now discuss the spirit of anti-governance. Now, I chose the tug-of-war image for this section because I wanted to best depict the spirit of anti-governance in the church circuit. Here you have the church circuit on the one side, combating the spirit in an ignoble tug-of-war, failing to realize the spirit is not striving with them. They are foolishly striving with themselves. And the end clearly is their destruction. Now, prior to the initial salvation, we are predominantly carnal beings. And we spend the leading frames of our lives walking contrary to the Father's will. Now, over time, this unprofitable course will cause us to become victims to the destructive spirit of anti-governance. Now, anti-governance describes the default nature of the flesh, which desperately wants to do whatever it wants to do even if it has eternal damning consequences on the soul. Therefore, as our flesh desires to have no restrictions and is patently averse to this Father's will, it, with the aid of the spirit of anti-governance, is one of our seven greatest threats on this quest. Now, the initial salvation does not anemically dispel the spirit of anti-governance which we have inherited and developed over the years. As it is well intact, we must labor to defeat the work of this rebellious spirit in order to achieve perfection. And this is a feat we cannot succeed without the set-apart spirit. Now, this is the, the tragic nature of the conglomerate church. Namely, it is filled with men and women who have never defeated the spirit of anti-governance. Yet, in a stroke of twisted irony and nowhere near the path, they still believe they will have everlasting life. Now, this is just one of the many effects of the delusion of lawlessness. And the reason why those who are under this delusion are gradually obtaining one of the worst, if not the worst conditions of all time. Enter spiritual blindness. Now, let's discuss spiritual blindness. Now, spiritual blindness is a condition in which an individual, after walking away from the truth so long, loses all sense of spiritual direction and cannot see. For truth is light. Therefore, those who walk contrary to the light can only walk in darkness. And this is why they are unable to see. They have gone too far into the darkness. They have penetrated too deep. Now, this speaks to another reason why the Holy Spirit is so amazingly wonderful. It's because the Spirit, being our guide, 
lightens our path, making it impossible for us to walk in darkness. Now, this is crucial because there are countless dangers associated with walking in darkness. Spiritual blindness is simply the end result, the disastrous conclusion at the end of the sordid past, which, again, affords no potential of recovery. However, there are many more immediate consequences to walking in darkness, and some of these result in physical death. In these cases, you'll never incur spiritual blindness simply because you'll die before you ever get that far. Now, as for the spirit, he will never allow us to get to this point as long as we never forget that one of his primary roles is to help us navigate the way of holiness and never deviate from its path. Now, here is the final word. Praise Elohim for his amazing, wonderful spirit, our help in a time of need. Now, there are many actors who play crucial roles in your quest for holiness, yet none of these are as crucial as the amazing, wonderful spirit. For everything you need to find success will be provided by the spirit. And by the spirit, you will find that you will be as your master and as your creator. For by the spirit, you will find that you too can do all things but fail. Now, here's what's next in this series. Today's podcast was The Amazing, Wonderful Spirit, and tomorrow we'll discuss the Holy Spirit, my life source. Now, if you are a member and have questions, please click the Q&A box underneath the video player. Likewise, if you have comments you want to share with the group, please share those in the comment box located beneath the Q&A box. Now, if you're not a member and you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and use the form on our contact page, and we will respond to you as soon as we can. And thank you for being with us today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022.